people have been chosen to reveal our existence to the world. You will witness what happens here today, and you will tell of it later. The Sunshine Patriot in a Crisis drinks from the service of their country. Winter is coming, and we know what is coming with it. No matter your current position on the journey, stay a while. This is where you can find the tools and the fire to continue on your path. Hello, welcome to another episode of Winter's Call Podcast. I'm Odin. This is here. Oh boy, do we have some fucked up shit to talk about today. Oh lord mercy. Alright, I'm going to start with the first one. That's uh, guaranteed to start pumping some blood in them veins. You people listening in the morning, this is going to be better than espresso when it comes to rage fuel. <laughs> try, to stay, try to stay in your lane and not wreck, Reaper. Right, here we go. We're going to do this one right off the bat so I can make sure you hear it. Alright. A woman, a feminist, goes on TV, on the news, brags about the efficacy of the abortion pill, how it's safe and sane, and how it won't hurt you at all, so much so that she proceeds to take it on the news broadcast. Oh, by the way, she's got a... uh, pentagram on her hand. She's the leader of a satanic cult. Yeah. Makes it even better. She (laughs) takes it. The uh, the host is like, what? What are you doing? You're not pregnant, aren't you? And she casually says, this will be my third. Her third abortion. Live on camera. There's another woman who is interviewed uh, or is asked about the event. She was a victim or she was a child of rape. And uh, she says that the amount of heartlessness and and uh, coldness that came from her as she took that pill, knowing that this will end a pregnancy, was the equivalent of some 18-year-old behind a computer screen flying a drone and ordered to take someone out by the push of a button. That Cavalier. I've made that comment before when you uh, when you take away that physical aspect, that, that actual humanity that it doesn't matter, you're just stacking cordwood. Yep. Uh, I, I'm laughing because isn't that the same abortion pill that has already killed like 27 women? 24. FDA just huh. came out with a report. 24 women have I'm, died I'm because of that abortion pill. Yeah. Why don't they just do the one? Okay, so there's a pill, and I can't remember off the top of my head, but I, I know when I was in Europe, I saw it everywhere. Used it. I was perfectly fine. But there's a pill that you use for men, and it it, it temporarily sterilizes the men. They don't sell that in the States. No, no, no. It's not FDA approved in the States. But you know what you could do? I could go over there and buy like a five-gallon bucket of those for what? Four or five hundred dollars, and come back. Can you imagine how much I could charge to get those out to dudes. 
Well, I don't think that's the issue. I think the absolute degeneracy of well, fair. live on air, I take it, knowing that she's having a debate. It, so when you said that to me earlier and I've had the day off, I actually watched the interview and it was no different. Her doing that was the same of us being on a bug. Yeah, she didn't care. There's we no probably way. have more feeling than she did. But there she did it to prove a point. She mur- okay, I, I get it. We all have disagreements on when the efficacy of a child is, right? When when life begins. Right? Right. And I'm not and I'm a firm believer at heartbeat, right? Okay. I'm not gonna denigrate any any party that says at conception or anything like that. You literally used a viable pregnancy, a child that could have grown as an example on live television. At what point did he become so morally ambiguous where that did not get flagged? You know, I think people can only pay attention to so much stuff in a day. Like, with as fast as the news cycle comes, you know, where you have, you know, the truckers in Canada. There's a convoy starting in California. Uh, the convoy in Canada already being, you know, they have one guy in the entire place with a with a uh, Nazi flag. And uh, that was a Confederate flag. Is there a Nazi flag? It was a Nazi flag. Holy shit. And somebody else walking around with a Gadsden flag, and they're always seen together, and it's always the same group of people. You have stories coming out that shows that they're fighting with police officers, that the truckers are fighting with police officers, that they're stealing food from homeless shelters, that they're putting graffiti all over the buildings. All of these are lies. All of them. And they're, they're testifying. There, you know, there are people with testimonies that are saying that all of this is a lie. They, they vandalized a uh, tomb of the unknown soldier in Canada. Right? They're doing all of this stuff. They're they're trying to shift the narrative that these are not just simple protesters, but that these are enemies of the state of Canada. And anybody who is so they're trying to pull a January 6th rewrite of history is what they're trying to. Speaking of twisting of history, oh, I'm ready. You're going to love this one. Whoopi Goldberg says that the Holocaust wasn't about race. It was man's inhumanity to man. And if white people are going to fight amongst each other, let them do it. Really? (laughs) I heard that and I'm like, really? Hold on. I'm going to pull it back up. I saw this and and it bothered me. Because, oh, keep going, keep going, keep going. Let me pull it back up here. Is it this one? So when you look up the encyclopedia definition of 
of this. It says simply, <clears throat> Nazi racism was racism fueled by the Nazi ideology and policies. The Nazis viewed the world as being divided up into competing inferior and superior races, each struggling for survival and dominance. They believed that the Jews were from an inferior, non-European race. They were not a religious denomination, but a dangerous non-European factor. Nazi racism would produce the murder on an unprecedented scale. They even say, it's like in the definition of Nazi racism, they literally go, it was a Jewish race. I'm sitting here going, so uh, Whoopi, did you think about that? No, or are you not- just joining a long line of fucknuts that have decided that the Holocaust wasn't real? No, she believes it's real, but she believes that there's white people killing other white people. And, ever... and her ideology, that's a good thing. You know, that's amusing to me. You realize that in the world, white people are actually the minority. Yeah. What I think is funny is that, you know, the United States was very racist to a certain group of that nowadays most people wouldn't even associate them as being a race, a separate race. And that's the Slavic people. You know, the Russians, the Ukrainians, the Estonians, they are classified as Asian. I mean, how many Polak jokes do you know? Uh, Do you know the history of Polak jokes, where they came from? Well, I was confident in my definition of Polak jokes. Okay, tell me. During during one of the world wars, and I can't remember which one, the, the Polish people did not have the weapons to fight the Germans. So they sit here and they made, they made jokes because while the Germans were driving in tanks, the Polish people charged them on horseback. To defend their country. Incredibly brave, incredibly honorable. But all Polish jokes come from the Russians or from the Germans making fun of the Polish people as they ran over their horses with their tanks. So the next time you make a Polish joke, just think about that story and realize that those jokes come from a place not of stupidity or ignorance, but out of bravery and courage. That most of the people in this country would shit themselves and run away. I mean, we've got that dude on TikTok who sit here and was talking about, what are you going to do when the tanks roll down your street? Uh, Let the Slavic people teach you how to do your shit. Look at Kazakhstan. I'm a a horrible person. I'm still going to tell Polak jokes because I think they're funny and I learned most of them from a Polish friend of mine. That being said, though, you have to admire the other testicular fortitude of a group of people defending their home tooth and nail on horseback, facing down tank, giving no shit. Each rider needed two fucking horses. One for the rider and the other for the balls. I don't know how you could have Andromeda. Titanium Andromeda-sized balls. Right. No fucks. And that's that is the image that I get every time when I tell people it's like I don't promise you an overwhelming victory. I don't promise you some kind of fantasy epic battle. I promise you that you will stand the principle of the matter. Yeah. And every time I think of that, I, I see them charging because I've seen that before. 
And it's like, you can see them charging and they give no shit. It's the principle of the matter. This is their land. Yep. And I wish Americans had that kind of gumption, but they don't. By the way, did you see that uh, you mentioned something about Canada? Did you see that they're actually, the police are blocking them from filling their trucks with fuel? They're what? They're blocking them at the gas pumps. The police are. So? Well, I'm sitting there going, uh, guys, they're getting GoFundMe funds. Oh, even if they don't get those funds, they're getting donations from all over. They're making enough money to do different things. All it takes is for one rather pissed off fuel tanker to come along and be like, all right, boys, let's fill it up. What's funny about that whole situation is that Canada has overstepped its bounds so much that they made it illegal to aid them. That if you provide food, shelter, or fuel for the trucker convoy, it's illegal. I can't remember which district it is. It's not in all of them. Saskatchewan has decided that they're going to walk back some of their mandates already. Well, think about this. Okay, if I was going to piss off, if I was a government, and I was going to piss off a certain group of people, right? Do you know the one group I probably wouldn't piss off is the one... Yeah, the one that's the lifeblood of my fucking country. <laughs> the one that is delivering everything. And it's not just the truckers anymore. There are truckers, there are tow trucks, there are fuel tankers, there are farm tractors, there are buses. <laughs> like, yeah. this fringe minority is turning into, like, half the fucking population of Canada. Right? What was it? It was, the, the media is reporting that there's less than 50,000 people there. But the sources on the ground are saying there's easily 2 million people there. There's a TikTok. I'll try to find it again so I can show you. But it showed, here's what the media shows you. And they're showing some pictures that look like they're actually, you know, trashing the place. But when you see the picture from the other side, you realize that the guys are actually cleaning it up. Oh, I saw, up I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Dude, I'm sitting here going, this is bull. How about the one where they sit here and they're they're uh, filming a group a from an angle that only shows two or three people, but when you turn the other side of the camera, there's thousands just, and thousands of people. Yeah, just a wave. It's like oh shit. Hey, I found out there's this new uh, there's this new strand of COVID going around. Uh, okay. It's called the uh, oh I fucked up version uh, variant. True about it. Uh, Boris Johnson is is thinking about getting it. Uh, how how fucked up is it that you you tell them they're domestic terrorists and then you fucking hide? They're just a fringe minority and you hide. Wait wait wait. Okay, so let's take the estimates. Let's take the estimates of two million people. Right, okay. that may be a small number by the time this ends, but two million people. Do you realize? That that is, uh, that that is twenty. Uh, there are thirty-eight million people in Canada. Which means <laughs> that that's like you know, <laughs> like you know, it is uh, almost five point three percent of the population. Yeah. Now, what was that old saying? It takes 3.5% of a population <laughs> to overthrow a tyrannical government? <laughs> ah! 
Woo! <laughs> oh, Justin Castro, you are in for a world of fucking hurt. Oh, wait. It went from he was in contact with somebody with COVID. So he had to to go to isolate for five days to he now has COVID. So what are the odds that it spreads even farther than Canada? Ooh, ooh, I can answer this. Of all places, fucked up California. Not Florida. California. Sorry. I got a little distracted by something else I was thinking about in Florida. Um, they're starting there, and they're already getting people from up and down the West Coast, and it's growing larger and larger and larger to the yeah. point where, where the state police are starting to be worried that it might gridlock states as they move through. You heard that's what happened in Canada, right? Where they just they shut down everything? When they were traveling through uh, the provinces, the, the they had to branch out into different... Uh, routes to get there, right? Because when they they realized that it was taking nine and a half hours to make one right turn as a convoy, they literally shut down a part of Canada just by the sheer amount of trucks that have overwhelmed the traffic system. Could we say it together now? Oh, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> you got me sitting there going, because wait, uh, what was the other one I saw? It wasn't. Oh, a bunch of bikers and Mounties are joining them too. Yeah, like you are getting a whole subset of uh, the, the <laughs> subset of your population that is known for being badass, not giving a fuck, and potentially violent. And <laughs> you just pissed them off. Well, hold on. There is a. Uh... Oh, I gotta find it. But uh, it was. It was how how fast a a trucking shortage slash blockade can get rid of or can screw up a society, right? And, and it was like by day two and day three, your grocery stores are out of food. By week one, the price or by by day three, the prices of any remaining food have skyrocketed. In a week, there are no more cars on the road because gas will have been used. This is no fucking week. So, those of you in our audience, if there is a convoy coming through the United States, and I think it because it's successful in Canada, you're going to see it come to Washington, D.C. They're going to make it hurt. They're going to make it painful. They're going to blame the truckers for your suffering. Remember, they did this shit, and the truckers taking a stand. I got beans. I got rice. I got corn. I've got wheat. I've got oats. I have uh, dried milk, dried eggs. I have a well, and I have uh, the ability that my house does not necessarily have to have gas. So, I'm ready. Right, bring Be it the fuck on. Go get a couple, yo, know, a couple gas cans full of gas now. Oh no! Okay, you said that it just made me think of something. So I'm watching these girls. Right, I get a phone call from a friend of mine. He goes, "We ran out of gas." I was like, "Okay." So, so we bought one of these big red, you know, gas cans. I was like, "Okay." 
but we don't know how to get it in, and they show me what they're doing. They are taking gas can, right? And they're pouring gas into a water bottle so they can put it into their car. Wait. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Now, mind you, this is an no, old school you. car. That hurt my brain. No, no, no. I'm going to hurt it worse. Mind you, this is not a car that has one of the vapor flaps. It's just the hole straight to the tank. And it's about the size of a fucking silver dollar. They could not figure out how to get a five-gallon gas can to pour into the gas tank. The best part is, is you know what I realized when I was watching the video? About 500 feet away is a damn gas station. <laughs> this is the world we live in. Uh, you think your brain broke. My brain broke watching this real time going, oh, oh no. So I drove out there and pushed the car so I could get to the gas, ca- gas station. So, all right. So it is official. The go the Canadian truckers GoFundMe reaches over ten million dollars in donations. It has now raised more money than the nation's main political party. Minority, huh? <laughs> Fringe. Fringe minority. Right. Fringe. I love it. You, you gotta love it. You gotta love it when you see people finally say enough is enough. The buck stops here. Let's get out and do something. But you know what makes me sad? What? We are the nation. We are the paragon of freedom. And our people aren't doing it. We had to have somebody else do it first. We no longer lead the free world. Well, okay. Freedom comes in many different I get what you're saying, but at the same time, let's not be overly dramatic in saying that there are spots of freedom in America that have Dude. been standing against it the entire time. Christy Nome in South Dakota, uh, Ron DeSantis in Florida, and I know people aren't going to want to hear this, Greg Abbott in Texas. Now, granted, I know he he locked y'all down in Texas, and it was getting to election time, so he let them all up. But did you, do you, do you realize who spoke on Abbott's behalf? <laughs> Donald Trump. But what's weirder, if you watch the speech, the last rally, when Abbott spoke at the at Donald Trump's rally, he said Donald Trump, Donald J. Trump, 73 times. What? Were you trying to cast a spell? If I say his name enough, he'll get elected. And then I'll be saved. I'll have the backing. And unfortunately, that is what's happening. That Donald Trump is the kingmaker. And he is determining which candidates get the majority of support. So, for those of you who are hoping for a different governor in Texas, unless you can convince people not to listen to Trump on every issue like it's gospel, you're going to get Abbott as your governor again. And if you doubt it, 
Allow me to take you to the race in South Carolina, North Carolina, North Carolina with Graham Allen. I love that man, though. Graham Allen does the Dear America podcast, right? Okay, you realize he was one of my first introductions to politics. Dear America! (laughs) That's why I started listening. I was like, wait, wait, what? No, can't be. So I started researching. He is the reason I got so anal retentive about researching things. So let me tell you a story. Back in 2021, early 2021, people were asking Graham about running for political office. Said, you know what? If I'm going to run, you know, and at the time, everybody had, or a lot of people had a different view about Donald Trump. Here and he says, if I'm going to run, Donald Trump is going to have to call me and ask me to run. And he did. So he decided to take the hit financially because he believed that it was worthwhile to run for center in North Carolina to get rid of the rhino. Well, Monday he suspended his campaign. Why? Huh? Yeah, Graham Allen. You know why? No. Donald Trump called him. And asked him to step out of the room. Because they had a more viable candidate. And Alan, Graham Allen was very humble. That it hurt. It's not what he wanted to do. But he said. It, if it took Donald J. Trump to get me in the race. It's going to take a phone call from Donald J. Trump to get me out of the race. And he said that the reason that he first joined was because he wanted to make a difference. And there were no other candidates standing uh, or that that had the same type of voting record that he was looking for. And now they had one. Who are they getting to run Graham Allen's place? I don't remember. I need to... No, I'm going to say something. As much as I love the man, I'm kind of glad he's not going to be a politician. Or a senator. It seems like most of the people that we love and respect that have a, a an Isle Prize, they'll spend one or two terms in the Senate and then they're just as corrupt as the rest. I will grant you that. I don't think Grant would be one of them that would do that. But... I've become very jaded when it comes to people in trust. No, I'm looking for that particular race because I think it's important that people need to understand like Graham Allen took a lot of heat. Oh, you were, you just did it for the money. You just blah, 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 blah. The problem is, is that, uh, uh, it, it came to a point where people were saying, oh, you just took money. He lost money. Like, the day after he filed for the race, Facebook stopped pushing his post for his business, for 912 United, for his podcast. All of that got shut down. 
all of the reaching out to get people. So, all right, let's see. Du, 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 du. I don't know who they chose to pick other words. Oh, but they lied to him. He talked about the corruption uh, of how bad the candidates are uh, or how bad the process is. He says, I used to believe that the national government was the issue. And that it affected the state issues. He says, what I found out with the, the backbiting, the stealing, the lying, uh, all of the politics is that it, it is evil from a state level and it affects the national level. And I'm like, damn. It is unfortunate, isn't it? But on the same note, I am kind of glad that he's not. Speaking of some other unusual things. Oh, South Carolina. Yeah, it's Anderson, South Carolina. I'm kind of looking forward to tomorrow night. I was tomorrow night. Remember oh, that phone yeah, call? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not going to say too much about it, but if I do get to, trust me, I'm going to go ahead and record that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, getting the phone call itself is a is is pretty impressive. Yeah, I think it's Ken Richard, wasn't it here that Trump is backing? Which is funny because Graham Allen has raised probably seven hundred amount of money eight hundred twenty seven thousand seven hundred twenty five. Oh shit. This is from Ballotpedia.org. So he raised a lot of money. Unfortunately, he's got all the receipts and the disbursement, so it's not like he's keeping it. He, you know, it's going where it's supposed to go because he's honest so far. Now, I'm not disparaging Graham in any way, but absolute power corrupts absolute. People that we thought were on our side get in that system, and it becomes a meat grinder. When Ted Cruz first went into the Senate in Texas, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was uh, Mike Lee, a Rand Paul type figure. And I think he still has the ability to become that, but he's become more established, more willing to make compromise. And at this point, there is no compromising with people that want to destroy you. Gives me a fuzzy, warm sensation inside every time you say that. Why? Sad. That means that hope is dead. No, well, yeah, I guess I can, I'm just, I can get you. I'm just kidding. I, I, I feel you there, but it's it's like the one and only time I've ever actually officially won a discussion with you. So Fine, I, mean, I get it. You want to take me. it where you can get it. Hey, hey, when it comes to you, you're fucking smart as hell. So when I get one victory, I'm like, fuck yeah. Then I sit here and remember that you've changed my mind to like multiple topics. I'm like, son of a bitch. And you're like, no, Uh, fuck it. I don't care. I'm clinging to that one. That one. I still have one. But uh, see, that's something I think is missing, though. Let me, let me, let's, let's, let's ruminate on that for a second. So many people want to be dead right that they're not willing to admit that they might be wrong. 
well, journalism is nowadays is all about I would rather be first than right. It's easy to sit here and slander somebody. My son brought me a perfect story. He says I he actually started to cry. Right? About a story. Right? He loved this one YouTube channel and all of a sudden the dude dis- that he really liked to listen to Right? What happened was, and I told him, I says, this is why you don't give out personal information on the internet. This is why you sit here and you're careful. This is why you need to remember that the internet is just a thing and it's not your life. Somebody on one of the one of the YouTube channels that he liked was accused of having sex with children. It was totally an untrue statement. And when the story came out, it was proven false. But it was too late. The damage was already done. His personal life was they nothing that he said, yeah. nothing that he could prove. It damaged the channels that he was associated with, so everyone had to shun him. He was totally innocent, and because some people had a vendetta against him and spread rumors, it destroyed his life on the internet. I'm sure it destroyed his life in other places. You know, when YouTubing is your life, you know, to sit here and have something like that happen, you're like, ooh. My son cried. He goes, why would somebody do that? And I said, because people are assholes. Yes. People would rather be right than correct. They would rather believe in their own truth than face the fact that the universe has an absolute truth, an absolute black and white, and the devil deals in shades of gray. I don't like that. Don't like what? I don't like that because I deal in shades of gray. It's because you're colorblind. It's different. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I mean, no, no I'm I mean, talking. I'm talking. There are certain. Uh, there are a lot of things, and you know this about me. There are a lot of things that are black and white. But I'm also a very much, depending on the situation, I'm very much ends justify the means. I get it, but see the. When I talk about that the devil deals in shades of gray is that there are certain things and the world is getting more gray as we go along. As the world gets more evil, it'll eventually become gray, right? Truth is now determined by your emotional field, right? We no longer talk about the truth or a universal truth. We now talk about my truth and your truth and his truth. Truth is subjective. I fucking hate that phrase. So, you get people who agree that agree to disagree that there is a universal There are certain topics that you say on Facebook, that you say on TikTok that they will hate you and ban you even though deep down in that dark part of their heart they know you're right. They will never admit it. They can't. They will like hate the you bed. so much. They will hate you so much because you are a danger to their own illusions that they will come after you and attack you. You're hateful. You're a bigot. You're a racist. Blah, 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 blah. Terms which used to have power no longer have power because they've been over you. See those fucking vendettas. Yeah. I don't. I don't disagree, but you mentioned it before. It's linguistic theft. 
Like, have you seen the difference, the, the, the new term for racism? Yes, I actually have it on my computer. Yeah, does that not just piss you off? I do find it. Yes. You take words, they change it. Talking about, we're already getting people who say that you can't criticize Joe Biden. Wait, wait, wait. Not only that, we got people on our own side that you can't criticize. Okay, we have morons. I'm going to say it. Morons that think they are untouchable. That want to defend people on our own side, regardless of whether or not they are right or wrong. Even when they know they're wrong, simply because they are friends. When I grew up, and maybe, maybe I'm fucked up in the head, maybe I'm just different. But when I grew up, a friend would tell you when you were fucking up. All right, so let's do racism uh, prior to its definition change, right? Racism is belief that a particular race is superior or inferior to another, that a person's social and moral traits are predetermined by his or her inborn biological characteristics, has now been changed to marginalization and or oppression of people of color based on a socially constructed racial hierarchy that privileges white people. Basically, we're going to take the definition of racism and make the definition an actual case of fucking racism. Saw a TikTok of a girl saying, you can't say that because that, you know, it's impossible. It's impossible for a minority to, uh, to, to bully the majority. It is absolutely impossible for a person of color to be racist. You can't be racist against a white person. He goes, yeah, you can. And she goes, well, when have you ever been oppressed or questioned because of the color of your skin? And he just sits there and looks at her and goes, uh, like right now? Because you said I couldn't be because I was white? They want to change it because if they can take away the saying, if they can take away the meaning. They can remove the negative connotation. There is a book I need to find that talks about linguistic theft in good in great detail. And I can't remember where the heck I put it. It's probably in my library. But anyhow, so it talks about the definition of intolerance back in 1982 versus the definition of tolerance now. Because we talk, we hear about it on the right and the left. Like, okay, I'll give you a perfect example. Do you remember my my bodybuilding motivation video? <laughs> Never been so thing that was fat shamed, Mr. Universe. We do not care. And then it talks <laughs> about the biological advantages and why shaming of body types is sometimes beneficial. And in in the video itself, it says, do not be cruel, but be honest. Do not flatter people. Do not let them believe their own lies that society and their brain has told them that this is acceptable. It is not. It is a sign of a spiritually weak person, of a weak-minded individual who will believe a lie simply to make them comfortable. Right? If I was to put that on TikTok, everyone would hate me. They would all come after me. Now, the reason I won't post it on TikTok is not because I'm afraid of the hate. Because at this point, I'm never going to reach a thousand. I'm, I, I'm, I'm determined. I'm never going to go live on the thing, and that's fine. But so, wait, have you been removing followers? No. Okay. 
I even let the bot stay so that I can get to a thousand. Because I promised people that I would go live if I hit a thousand. But if I put it on there, I would never ever reach a thousand followers. Why don't I put it on TikTok? If I if I claim to be that I'm not afraid, because it wasn't made for you. It was made for me. Sometimes I need that reminder, that little mental push about stop being a bitch. I know your fucking muscles hurt. I know you're handicapped. I know you're disabled. Get in that fucking gym and put in the work. It is part of a philosophy that I follow. You know, I follow a bunch of different philosophies. But this one is what I effectively call the taking souls philosophy. Okay. David Goggins talks about taking souls. I want to be in somebody's head. But I tie it's, it into a gr- to a saying called few will hunt. It's either one that was jogging. It sounds like a bitch. Yes. Okay. The one that we used in the JFG video. Yes. So, uh, so, um, the few will hunt philosophy goes like this. All want but few will hunt. You will put in the fucking work to make sure everybody else makes it through. Everybody wants their seat at the fucking table, but only a very few of them have earned it. I believe in that philosophy. I believe that there are people who will sit on their ass and will slowly die until it gets to the point where they're so uncomfortable that they'll want to change. The only thing they can do is commit... uh, what you effectively call it, shopping. Mm-hmm. I call it marauding. That they will loot and they will steal when their their the tit gets taken out of their mouth. In my defense, those are the people I want to shop against early on, so that Darwin can take over. Look, call it call call it calling the herd. Look, I am legally blind. <laughs> I suffer. I've had cancer three times. I sit here and my muscles hurt all of the time. I don't, I don't repair, but I still get in there and do that fucking work. I honestly believe that uh, comfort is slow death. Embrace the pain, right? So that that video is my reminder. Put in the fucking work. Well, you have to. If you don't, okay, it, it's like the very first colony. He who will not work will not eat. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that is exactly what it is. But, all right, so I think we've covered most of the stories. Uh, I think we're going to end it. It's a little bit of a shorter episode, but uh, my back teeth are floating, and uh, we'll record another one. All right, so with that, I'm Odin. This is Deer. And we'll see you in another episode of Winter's Call. The Matrix is a system, Neil. That system is our enemy. But when you're inside, you look around, what do you see? Businessmen, teachers, lawyers, carpenters, the very minds of the people we are trying to save. But until we do, these people are still a part of that system, and that makes them our enemy. You have to understand, most of these people are not ready to be unplugged. And many of them are so inert, so hopelessly dependent on the system, that they will fight to protect it. Were you listening to me?
The preceding podcast is brought to you by Heimdall, Keeper of the Bifrost.